Hello, Austria. This week, we sit down with TEDx speaker Simon Severino to talk all things agile sales and agile business. What are some areas we will discuss? How to shorten the path to wow. The three CEO habits. How to double sales in sprints. Taxic, tactics to maximize the ROL, return on luck, and so much more. In 19 years of entrepreneurship, Simon has executed hundreds of go-to market strategies with B2B teams around the globe. He has scaled his own consultancy and since retired from operations. He has now reached financial freedom and became an investor. Since then, he has helped thousands of entrepreneurs reach financial freedom and have a firm that runs without being dependent on them. Today, he's going to share his blueprints with the B2B leaders like you and help you scale. But before we kick off the show, let's open up with asking our guest, what does entrepreneurship mean to you? Hey, Vincent. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Entrepreneurs, for me, are people who create something out of nothing. They they just go through the world and they go, oh, there must be a better way to do this. And they just did it. Just do it. It's less than 2% of the world population. But these are the people who don't wait for a meeting. They don't want to tell somebody or ask somebody. They want to build it. So they just sit in the garden and start a podcast. And next time they grill and have guests. That's what entrepreneurs do. They're forces of nature. The freedom is a big factor that pushes into entrepreneurship. You want to be able to dictate your day, dictate your schedule, dictate your life. But that's for me as well. Prioritizing family, seeing them when I would like to see them. That's very important to me. And unfortunately, at a traditional nine to five job, I don't have that ability. But I have never looked back since entrepreneurship. And I don't think you have either. And we'll learn all about your journey in just a moment. But with that, I want to welcome you to That Entrepreneur Show. My name is Vincent A. Lancy, and you can learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancy on YouTube, all social media, or my website, vincentalancy.com. If it's your first show with us, thank you for stopping by. Each episode since December 2019, I've interviewed the founder of a company or brand to share what works for them, what they needed to improve on, how they did it, and all of their learning lessons along the way, right here on That Entrepreneur Show. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build, manage. I also have bonus series for you to enjoy. The Rewind the Clock series, where I bring back past guests to update you on new achievements. And the Gasparilla Overload series. We have two of those featuring Florida entrepreneurs for one week straight at least before Gasparilla Day. You never know which story is going to resonate with you most. It is time to begin the show. He is so accomplished and more admirably, he likes to give back. As I mentioned, he's helped hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs get on the right path. Simon Severino, thank you for joining us all the way from Austria. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Would you mind introducing yourself on the personal side? Let everybody know who Simon is outside the office before we dive back into the office. Sure. Simon Severino. I am a father of three and uh, I'm a husband and uh, I love being in nature, doing sports. I'm a triathlete when I have time. And um, I, am, I am the founder of a method to coach entrepreneurs to double their revenue in 90 days. And that method 
has become a global franchise. It's called the Strategy Sprints Method. And I just wrote a book about it. So I'm now also an author. <laughs> the book is called Strategy Sprints. And um, that's what I do. So that's Simon Severino. Thank you again, Simon, for taking the time to join us. I'm very excited to learn your story because I know there were so many chapters in your story. I learned behind the scenes getting to know Simon. It's always humbling having new guests reach out to join this community. And we have a great one ahead just for you. What pushed you into entrepreneurship, Simon? What led you to start this entrepreneurial journey? I don't think I had a choice. So I think those 2%, if we go back to question number one, those 2% of people who are these forces of nature and are very creative and create something out of nothing, they are also very, very unemployable. Uh, whoever was my boss, he had a tough time with me and I, they were quite patient, but I was irritating the hell out of them. They were like, someone you're pushing us all the time. And I go, yeah, yeah. And they go, but, but you know, organizations don't want to have employees who push the envelope all the time. That's not what they are built for, right? Exactly. And so that's why at some point you pull the trigger, you jump, you take the leap. So I did save six months worth of runway and I jumped off and I, I dared to do my own thing. And it was easier than I thought. And first time you smell the fresh air, you will never go back. I think that's certainly true. It'd be very difficult for me to be in another setting where I only have three things to do for the day. For example, I've had guests on the show saying, hey, I was in corporate. I had to be amazing at four or five things, three, three or four things. In entrepreneurship, you have to be okay, <laughs> at least in everything. So that's a very big challenge. Um, what are some other challenging areas you find in entrepreneurship? I know you have a very storied career. I'd love to learn what you find challenging. I found it interesting because I focus only on one thing each. So when I started my own business and I was just the only person, solo, solo guy, I was basically a freelancer, right? At some point, I hit that plateau, that number where I couldn't take on more clients. Uh, I was lucky it was the first year. Mm -hmm. And it's usually around half a million in revenue where, per year where people then, they hit the plateau. Right? You cannot do that anymore. And so it was clear to me, I had solved the sale problem. So I was on the sales problem. I was doing one thing, sales, but I was also doing the delivery. Right. So it was clear to me, I have to pick one. Either I am the deliverer or I am the sales guy. What do you want to do, Simon? Do you want to be the CEO or do you want to be the operator? So are you the owner of this thing or are you the operator of this thing because somebody needs to work in the business and somebody needs to work on the business yes. but i have only 24 hours so i cannot do both and i, I started uh, becoming father so i had even less time right yeah and um and so i i had this conversation with myself and i said well i want to be the owner of this thing and so it was pretty clear um i looked for a business coach who can help me get out of operations myself so how can i go two levels above fulfillment that was the project name get simon two levels above fulfillment so i fired myself from operations i said simon cannot be booked as a coach anymore but he will have coaches for you and he right. will make sure you have the right coach i love that you're showing that you need to have the 
the drive to want more. Reach out, ask questions, have a coach in your life, have a mentor in your life. In the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, it was such a crucial point to have someone to help me guide the way. You get blinded by your own light sometimes, unfortunately, in entrepreneurship. You're always working. You're never really off working until you take your designated breaks. My mental health day, you're always on. So having someone to bounce these ideas off is very, very key. Thank you for sharing that. But I'd love to delve a little deeper into your entrepreneurial journey here, Simon. What is one of your greatest lessons learned or failures, someone could say? And what did it teach you? <laughs> the funniest failure was I had I was asked to have a talk on TEDx, and uh, I was super excited, prepared for three weeks, my speech from every different angle, right? And then my friends give me feedback. So Simon is ready one week before Simon even refining the speech. I go, I deliver it. I think I crushed it in terms of the delivery. And so it got, of course, a ton of attention, but guess how much revenue it generated? Zero. Zero. And so how stupid can you be to create zero revenue out of so many eyeballs, right? Now I go on a podcast and the difference was, that's why it was a failure because I didn't build the conversion engine, what we now call the value ladder and we implemented with every client. So how you convert awareness into engagement, engagement into sales ready, sales ready into closed, closed into upsold referral partner, super fan. So, and I didn't have that in place as right. an automated machine. So even if we would have a lucky punch like a TEDx or imagine the New York Times would write about me, nothing, nothing would happen. And so that was such a spectacular failure. But what is failure? Failure is a learning opportunity. So out of that, I learned how to build conversion systems, right? And that has become our superpower now worldwide. Sometimes um, you don't know that you're going to find something if you're not looking. It just falls into place at the right time. Please continue. Now, like how many years later? I don't know, six years later. Now I go on a podcast, which might just have 100 listeners. But I convert at least 25K out of that because I know now how to deliver value, how to get them interested and how to convert that. Um, and so when you have the right systems, uh, life as an entrepreneur becomes easy. And this is when the fun begins because we did start our journey to have more freedom, like you said. You, you even say to dictate how I live and when, when I do what, right? Yep. But it's a long journey. And if you look at most entrepreneurs right now and you ask them, hey, how much do you dictate your day? They go, uh, mm, first my children dictate, then my clients, yeah. <laughs> etc. Uh, they don't feel like they are in charge and they are dictating. So that's why it's really important to get into systemizing your business as early as possible. I love the systems. I have my systems in place, especially my morning routine. It's every day. It's, it's, I use the whiteboard to time block the night before, write down my most important tasks, get into the morning. I have 15 minutes, no screen time. As soon as I wake up, I start working for two hours and I hit the gym. I have to have that routine in the morning. My system's in place, even for the podcast, how I go about networking with the guests, prepping the guests, recording the guests, editing the guests, uploading the guests, marketing the guests. Everything's got a system. And again, big shout out to David Jennings out in Australia, a guest on this show, has several books on systems. So if you're interested, give his books some love. 
Let's delve deeper with our guest today, Simon Severino. If you could choose to sit down and have a conversation or learn from any entrepreneur throughout history, who's your choice? I would love to talk to philosophers more than entrepreneurs. I would love to talk to Epictetus. I would love to talk to Parmenides. I would love to talk to Plato. What's your, what are some questions you were asked? And that's a whole lot of picks right there. What's your first question going to be? What's, what's eternal versus temporary? What's real versus an illusion? Sometimes that is often a very challenging thing to decipher. But if you could pick the meeting place for any one of those individuals, where would you choose the meet to be? Greece on a hill with a nice white wine. We sit in the olive olive uh, fields, and or we walk. We walk and talk. Amazing! There, that would be a great place. Everybody's relaxed, willing to share, willing to learn. More importantly, entrepreneurs, you know, the learning never stops unless you wanted to. Before we dive into this week's spotlight story, let's ask, what's next for you, Simon? What are we working on in entrepreneurship? So we are working on illuminating 1 million people. And that means when we say illuminating, you know, when you see somebody, say, wow, your, your face is shining. Like you are on fire. Sometimes people say you are on fire. And um, this is what we are working on. Because right now we can help people in three continents every day, but they also have people that they serve because they are all entrepreneurs, business makers. So when they come home at evening, we are working that one million of them come home in the evening and they are much more relaxed, much more fun to be around. Their kids have more fun with them. Their, their, their beloveds have more fun with them because yes. they are more fun to be around. Yes. I love that. Let's now dive right into the spotlight story. If this is episode number one for you tuning in, this point of the show, my guest and I go over another entrepreneur's journey to give you some additional takes, some additional perspectives. And as we have a game-changing entrepreneur from Austria today, I looked up to find another in Dietrich Mateschitz. A really, really impressive article. And I learned a lot, was unaware of this entrepreneur, but that's one of the joys of this show. I get to learn about an entrepreneur's journey at the end of each episode. Some are new, some aren't. For those of you who don't know the name, he is the founder of Red Bull, a product many of you listening on may use. The idea of launching an energy drink in the European market hit his mind during a business trip. He likes the taste of the Thai drink, which eventually became the formula for Red Bull. He co-founded the company actually with the owner of the Thai drink brand. I think that's awesome. Red Bull has certainly turned out to be a cult in the market and subsequently expanded to the international waters here in the U.S. It's very, very popular. Red Bull has been dragged into a legal issue several times in the past, I learned. And additionally, his political views exerts to influence some other new business areas. He is now one of the 100 richest people in the world. His career started out with his first job at Unilever, excuse me, where he marketed detergents. Then he was at Blandex, the German cosmetics company owned by Procter & Gamble now. His job involved marketing of the Blandex brand of toothpaste for which he had to travel frequently. You never know which doors are going to open everyone. If you put yourself in the room, anything can happen. 
he launched his version of the canned energy boosting drink, which is now all over the world. What's your takeaways on his story? Do you have any more information to provide being both from Austria? Yes. So Matashit is a great example. Red Bull and this sugar water that everybody knows in the world is such a great example because you see that the problem is much more important than the solution. Yeah. So what's the problem behind that sugar water, right? <laughs> the problem is low energy versus high energy. Do you feel right now in the everyday, in the normal hour of your normal day, mm -hmm. do you feel in peak state like an athlete before a triathlon? Or do you feel like, oh my God, it's 2 p.m. I need to have a nap? Right. That's the main problem, low energy versus high energy. And the positioning of Red Bull is perfect because it literally, it gets you at that point. I want to feel like an athlete who's going to jump off a planet. That's how I want to feel. And if you are that kind of person, you will love the Red Bull, right? Yeah. So like, I love it. And I have, I have stickers of Red Bull on my normal bike helm. So even if I just commute five kilometers, I want to feel like an athlete. I like that. So these people will get you because you focus on the problem. But if you focus too much on the solution, you will be substituted. And uh, because the solution, come on, it's just sugar water. Nobody cares about sugar water. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't need it. Nobody needs it. It's not even good. So you can change the solutions, the products, the services anytime in, in the lifetime of your business. Mm -hmm. But you hopefully will never change who you are here to serve, your target audience, and their main problem. They want to feel like an athlete instead of feeling like the everyday low energy right. person that they really are. <laughs> yes. So, and that problem will always be there because Simon will always feel low energy at 2 p.m. So you can get him if you stay with him and you can change products over time. So do not focus on your solutions. Focus on the, on the people you're here to serve and their problems and you will be relevant also in 30 years. I can't thank you enough for that analysis and the entire episode, the marketing tips you have left our audience with. Thank you, Simon. I really enjoyed learning your journey. And again, thank you for making the time to make this work. As I mentioned in Austria to Tampa, Florida connection, I certainly resonated with your difficult parts of being an entrepreneur and so much more. Would you mind telling everybody where they can find you, your website, social media, your courses, your books, you name it. So the book Strategy Sprint is available on Amazon right now. You will love it. And please leave me a, an Amazon review. Amazon loves it. Yes. And it's really the, the blueprint for how to do marketing systems, sales systems, and operation systems. And uh, you will thank me a lot if you, if you grab the book. And if you want to find us and talk and find the Sprint Coach or just talk to me, go to strategysprints.com. Everyone, be sure to check out everything he has to offer. And I think we have a preview for my other show, Writing with Authors, coming up. Now that he has this book I'm learning about, I think we may have to learn a little more about his writing journey. But be sure to check out all he has to offer. And we are at That Entrepreneur Show and at Vincent A. Lancy across social media, YouTube, and my website is vincentalancy.com. As always, it is time to end the show with a quote, and it is from today's Spotlight Entrepreneur. When launching a product called an energy drink and named Red Bull, a product that stimulates body and mind, it is a short step to the roots where Red Bull came from. We've been doing this for 20 years. Now it's called adventure sports, extreme sports, and outdoor sports. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next Friday on That Entrepreneur Show. Simon, thanks again.
Keep rolling, everybody.